Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Hello, coffee lovers. It is 1700, I'm sorry, it's 1900 Friday night, and that means it's time for God Country Coffee. And because it's Cinco de Mayo, yo se bien que estoy afuera el día que yo me muera. And that's all the Spanish I know. It's it's really disgusting. But anyway, look, uh, Cinco de Mayo, If you, in case you really wanted to know what it, what it really is all about, uh, it's when the Mexicans defeated the French in 1862. It has little to do with us, except that the beer companies got involved, and now it's Drinco de Mayo. So, we don't drink, yeah. so anyway. Hey, only Spanish I know is cerveza, enchilada, tamale, <laughs> tacos. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is Season 5, Episode 1, and we have brought back a guest that we've had on before. And before I let him introduce himself and where he grew up and stuff like that, uh, I'll tell you that one of our most popular coffees is on the market today on our website because of the relationship that Chris and I have. And Chris was, You're welcome. <laughs> he was drinking coffee from one of those other people. Yeah. And, we, um, we go there. Yeah. And so we, he said that if I could make a coffee that was, uh, comparable in caffeine to the one he was drinking, that he would, uh, get a subscription from us. And, and we've been, coffee partners ever since and uh marty said he would pay you not to sing again <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. a little coffee just, order just more coffee. Saying, right and so uh before we get started a couple of house uh what do you call them housekeeping uh let me see if i can see the mouse over here housekeeping things and so i put a couple of links in the uh chat already so let me know if you can see them one of them is a link to the new t-shirts that triple nickel uh first off it's red friday remember everybody deploy that's why we were red on friday um triple nickel is sponsoring us in a, in a sense uh, they're making some custom shirts for my 309 to the finish line where i'm gonna compete in a ironman or something at least my coach keeps telling me i am uh in october and triple nickels got on board they've uh, we're, we're gonna pre-sell some shirts when we get the magic number, then they'll start printing them. And so uh, the first link is to the T-shirts. The second link is to the new launch today. Um, we are now selling Seguin Pecan single serve shekels. I call them shekels because if you call them anything else, you get sued. And uh, you know what they are? They're single serve pods. And uh, these are on the website. They're live right now. And uh, they're, I think they're 14 bucks uh, for the box. And so you can either buy them from there or you can come by and see us tomorrow at the annual Kingsbury Aerodrome Fly-In in Kingsbury, Texas. Um, still have Bibles we give away. We give them away quite often, actually. I buy them by the case. And uh, we're excited about that. I still have a couple of the Soldier's Guide to PTSD from Virginia Cruz. She was the guest on our podcast. Uh, I still have a couple of these if you need that or you know somebody who does. And I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend this book right here. Uh, it's My Utmost for His Highest, and it's by Oswald Chamber. The guy was 
was active more than 100 years ago. But when you go through this, you see how God's word is relevant then, today, and forever. And this is a great supplement to your daily Bible uh, reading. And I'm actually going to give this one to Chris because I don't know if he's got one of those yet. I do now. I look forward to it. And uh, so it's really good. And so our guest tonight is Chris Goldsmith. And uh, the last time we were talking about guns and gun laws, uh, this time we're talking about his Facebook uh, and his social media page called Daily Devotional. And, um, and we always try to push the God wherever we can. Uh, if you buy any of our product, you'll, you'll find scripture on it somewhere. Yep. Uh, and we're not going to change that nope. no matter what. Uh, it's because of him that we have what we do. Uh, Connie and I have talked about it. Every blade of grass that we walk on is not ours. It's all his. And it should all be for his purpose. Agreed. So uh, without first, let me introduce my wife, my lovely co-host, who is uh, much better at this than I am and much better looking to look at than I am. And Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'd tell you the same thing my wife were here. Beauty and the Beast. That's just the way it is. And so our guest tonight, Chris Goldsmith, brother... Tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you wound up here and how you kind of what you do for a living. Let's start with that. All right. Well, for a living, basically boils down to it. I'm a professional geek. I sit at a desktop or laptop and, you know, keep companies' websites up and running. The company I work for now, I'm primarily focused on a single client. So, Pretty much, I you know am the first, second, and final line of defense for pretty much all their cloud infrastructure. So, but yeah, that's the day job. It's what pays the bills and put you know pays the bills and keeps the roof and roof over the house and the lights on. So, and that's a new house. Yes, but <laughs> literally, we've been we've just thanks to some of the many, many blessings of the Lord, we have just within the last month moved into a new house on our own property. And I'll tell you this, if you ever construct a new home on your existing property, be prepared for it to cause absolute headache with things like utilities when you ask them to move service and it's not changed an address. <laughs> That's just, a, you're, you're going to have trouble. Uh, yeah. Oh, Seems man. like it would be easier. It throws them for a loop that you're chain that they're moving equipment and moving service, but your address is staying the same. It. <laughs> that's where you will find out the true incompetence level of customer service. <laughs> Direct TV, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how did you get from where? what you do for a living and all that to the daily devotional. Cause that's kind of a big deal. You, you do it with every day without fail. Yeah. So all this started, let's go back to 2000. Let's see. 2011. I was at what was a dream job at the time. I made mistakes fully on up to it. And that dream job went away. I hit a low point, a very low point, you know, no income, family, blah, blah, blah. And when I hit, I'd always had a belief in Christ. I don't, you know, I can't remember a time in my life when I didn't believe. And, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Trinity. But like a lot of people, it wasn't, 
it was something in my head, but it wasn't really in my heart in my daily life. And when I hit that low point, I had nowhere to go but up. And that's when I started praying daily. I started reading the Bible daily. And with the Lord's help, I pulled myself up out of that muck and out of that mire and kind of got career, job, life back on track with the help of the Lord and my wife and got to it. And kind of when I got out of that and I got back to the company that I'd left, which is where I really wanted to be, somewhere along the line after that, a friend of mine that works in the that worked in the company, I found out that she was sending out these daily devotional emails. I don't remember if someone else told me about it. I don't remember how I found out about it, but I told her, add me to the list, please. And so I started getting them from her. And I, you know, when that email came in every day, my day stopped. I read it, kind of processed it internally and went on with my day. And maybe a year or two later, the years they blur together, I realized I need to share this out with more than just, I needed, I felt a need to share this out with more than just the other, there were probably a couple dozen people on that email list. I realized this needs to go out to a broader audience and this is how I do my part to spread God's word. So I created the Facebook page in I think 2015, it has since grown. I think it's last time I looked at somewhere north of 5,500 likes or follows, which just blows my mind. And so I would take her email, and at first I just pretty much copy and pasted the email into a post on the page and sent, and that was it. And the basis of her email were usually passages from Sarah Young. Well, the way the passages are written, Sarah Young tends to write them in a first person, which when you read it, it almost sounds like the word, you're meant to read it as if God's talking to you, mm -hmm. but then when you're reading it to someone else, it has a kind of weird point of view. And so at some point along the way, I stopped copying and pasting, and now what I do is I'll take that email, which is still in her voice, her words, and then I update it to read instead of I am, it reads God is. And to where, to me, it presents it more accurately, better. it translates yeah. better, and it's not me saying it, it's God saying this. So, mm -hmm. whereas it started out as a copy and paste, it's now come into, I get it in, I'll internalize it, read it. And then kind of respin it to in a more proper point of view. And somewhere along the line of posting it to the Facebook page, I realized, you know, a lot of people don't do Facebook. And this word needs to go out to everyone. So throughout the years along the line, I spun up a Twitter account. I spun up a Instagram account. Me being the geek I am, I made a WordPress-based website to put it to. I started, I'd have people that said, hey, I read this for you, but I'm not. I'm getting off of Facebook. I don't really have time for Facebook. Can you send it to me another way? So 
I made a, you know, daily devotional Gmail and started making an email list. So I send it out every day via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, recently added TikTok. I send it out via email, text, and through Facebook, a guy contacted me that has a devotional type app and he's out of uh, if you're watching dude I don't remember what what country <laughs> he's one of the eastern countries India and somewhere over there I don't, or Uruguay I don't remember where he's out of but he's got primarily an audience a Christian audience that's in that part of the world and he invited me to start posting it on his app so I post it there also but it's my way of taking God's word that's helped me so much and sharing it out on as wide of a net as I possibly can. And, you know, I'll occasionally get instant messages or emails or comments, or it also goes out via YouTube. I think I forgot to mention that. And I send out a video post Monday, Monday through Friday mm -hmm. along the line. I got a friend of mine, Patrick, if you're seeing this, thank you. Patrick also has, I don't know what his source is, but he also has kind of a daily devotional that he emails me each day. And I turn around and make that the second post. The I do a video post Monday through Friday, and then I take his post, which is once a day, every day, and that's the second post that goes out on all the media. And so I try to get things out as soon as he gets to me. Sometimes I'll get the email at seven in the morning and I don't get a chance to post it till three in the afternoon. So it just, it kind of gets posted each day as I can fit it into whatever is going on that day. But I do my best to, when it comes in, I do my best to stop and send it out. Then work life doesn't always happen, but I figured God helped me so much, helped me get, help me fix myself and get through that rough time the very least I can do is turn around and try to share that word out with others. Hopefully it helps someone else. Yeah. You know, if just one person sees a videos or sees a post and it, you know, is what they need to hear at that time, that makes it all worth it. So you were talking about how you felt like you had to re, you know, send this out, how you, you take it in and you learn from it and then you, you know, the Bible is pretty specific about it. In the very last chapter of Matthew, Matthew 28 and 16, it talks about the Great Commission. But the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had des designated them to. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Yes. So that's, it's absolutely. in black and white. We're yeah. supposed to do that. And, you know, and after, when I hit that point, when I kind of started that journey, the only time I'd ever read a Bible was in Sunday school or in church. And so I started reading, devoting a portion of my day each morning when I wake up before everyone else gets, then they get started to reading in the Bible over, I started doing that maybe 2012, 2013. I think I'm now on my 
eighth or ninth time reading through the Bible, cover to cover. Not, you know, 15 to, I try to read 30 minutes a day. Some days more, some days work gets nuts, and maybe it's only 15. But I, that little bit each day starts my day, starts my heart and my soul, and puts things on the right track to start the day. And then throughout that day, I'll get the emails. And again, it's kind of like a little mini devotional all over again when those come in throughout the day. It keeps it keeps me centered. Yeah. It's like, here is what's important. Yeah. I think we lose focus so much, especially with all the noise in the world today. All the nonsense that we have to be. We don't have to be, but it doesn't matter where you turn. Radio, TV, news, whatever. There's a lot of noise. That's the downside to our modern age and how absolutely connected it is. Because no matter what your tunnel vision is and your beliefs are, you can find a whole lot of people that agree with you. And it's just, it's so easy to be indonerated with the world that you lose track of the Lord. It is because look how far we've gone from We've taken God out of school. We've taken mm-hmm. God out of everywhere. That's why people still want to argue the fact our country was built on Christian principles. And if you if you don't think that's true, I can show you in the Constitution. I can show you the letters. There are thousands of letters back in those days. This was a Christian based yes, country. The, the these guys were, that were doing the Constitution, they were in hotel rooms right next to each other, but they wouldn't walk over and have a conversation. Because it was formal and proper, they would sit down and write a letter to the guy that's five feet to the left of them or mm-hmm. the right of them. And then their courier would take the letter over, and then that person would read it and respond to it. And they'd go right back. And so there's we have thousands and thousands of, of letters from these people. They were Christian, God fearing God. Yes, men. they were. No matter they had what their people, faults. No matter what people want to believe or how they want to twist it. This country was founded on a Christian faith. It is. Period. We've gotten so far from that because we're so concerned about me. What do I want? What makes me feel good? Or it's not only what about me, but it's what other people are going to think about mm-hmm. how what I am. It's mm-hmm. not just me. It's people are too concerned with what do other people think about me. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Do I look like someone that cares what people think? (laughs) No. (laughs) There was one of the Facebook groups I share to. I won't name it. I share to it. And I never comment on anything. Because some of the comments and some of the threads I read every now and then these are some people that are extremely judgmental and they're like, you know, I think someone posted a meme in it and not even a meme, but it was a kind of a cartoon, a one panel cartoon. I don't remember what the captions were, but it had two of your stereotypical proper people on either side and sitting in between them was a biker in leather tattoo looked like me. And the threads going on in just that comment about that one thing of, okay, he can't be Christian. You don't supposed to have tattoos. It's just very judgmental. People, 
There's only one entity entitled to judge. That's exactly him. right. That's in James. It's not you. It's not me. That's right. It's not him. It's not any of the disciples. Yep. Him. Yeah. That's in, I want to say that's in the second chapter of James, where it says there is but one judge, one that can give life and one that can take life. And yeah, and you the only thing he cares about is if you bring obedience, honor, and glory to him. And the rest of this is just junk. What do you have, sweetheart? Well, I was just thinking that. I was wondering if you hadn't, you know, left your job and gone through a hard time, would you have ever picked up your Bible? You know, I don't know. And I look at it this way. Yes, that was a hard time. But, and I wish I had not made the mistakes I'd made then. But on the same token, that sent me down, that sent me downwards. But that sent me so far down that I had nowhere. I felt like I had nowhere to go, but to reach up to God. And that has brought me up to a higher plane than I could have ever done on my own. So was it hard? Yes. But God put me there and he let me make those mistakes because he knew that that was going to give me the opportunity to come back to fix what I referred to as fixing myself and reaching out to him. That was, it was him giving me a wake-up call, saying, okay, you're not paying enough attention to me. I've got things in store for you. It's time for you to wake up. Here, wake up. So Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that in all, all things, things, God works for the, for the good, good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. <laughs> he was getting my attention, and I listened. Marty, my coach, he's watching. He says something to me often. He says, it's okay to fail as long as you fail forward. Yep. And how do you fail forward? Well, the only way you're going to fail forward is with God. Because if you let the enemy in and you fail or you give up because the enemy is in control, you're going to fall flat on your back and you're not yep. going to want to get back up. Yep. But when you fall forward, you pick yourself back up and you keep going. And, you know, uh, Steve Harvey says he does this whole thing uh, about – Every person, yeah, every person is born with a gift from God. Every single person. But if you don't ever get to the edge of the cliff and jump, you're never going to know what God can do. But he also goes on to say, it doesn't mean that it's going to instantly pop open and you're going to have a soft landing. Sometimes we're going to hit every rock and stick on the way down before we get to the bottom. But without fail, because God has never once in the history of the world ever not came through on a promise, that parachute's going to open, and yep. you are going to land safe. Exactly. Know? Sometimes he has to knock you down for you to go, okay, you got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're stupid, right? Yeah, we are. He, he, he got my attention, and fortunately for me, I listened. So... I came back, I got into, I got back to the company that I left not of my own volition. And I'd say a couple years after that down the road, I got a, they had a program where, I'm trying to say this because I don't really want to mention companies or specifics, but basically they said, okay, you know, if you'll go pass these exams from our competitor and learn them, 
will give you a spot bonus. I, I can, I can learn, I can learn technology really easy, and you're gonna give me a spot bonus for every one of these tests I pass. Bring it on. And so I went down a new technology path thanks to that. And where God has blessed me is that path I got sent down. The original was just during those spot bonuses. Has ended up instituting a whole new swing in my career that over the last five years, the Lord has blessed me with many, many increases in my ability to follow along and to better support my family. But it all came because I'm absolutely convinced because he smacked me down. I paid attention and crawled back up and I'm absolutely convinced the life I have now, our new home, everything comes from his blessings because I listened and I'm like, okay, you want me to spread the word? You want me to be a better person? I'm listening. I'll do the work. You help show me how and help keep me motivated. And he has. Now it's a literally an everyday, just it's part of my routine that every day, even on a Saturday or Sunday, it may be 10 o'clock at night if I get busy, but I will get that post out and share that word every day. And you never know what one person might be waiting for that post to come in. Every now and then, every now and then I'll get a comment or I'll get an email that says, thank you. I really needed this. And that just shows me it's God's way of saying, look, you're doing good. People are listening. Absolutely. And I'm going to keep, I will keep it up. Even if no one's listening, I will keep it up. And, you know, I, I tell people often because, you know, I, I don't believe that God <coughs> physically puts us in a bad situation, but he lets us hang ourselves. Yes. He lets us walk into, you know, he puts a wall up and we're so arrogant and stupid that we say, oh, I, I can get over this. Uh-huh. Well, you probably can't. But there's nothing that's going to be blessed on the other side of that. Yeah, he, he will very much let us make our own mistakes, <laughs> give us enough rope to, you know, hang ourselves if we don't pay attention. Yeah. It's about obedience. It really is. It is. That's all he's ever asked of us. Yeah. That's all he's ever asked. And that was a hard lesson for me because I was not the obedient type. <laughs> Amen, my brother. <laughs> Amen. I, read, I especially read through the Old Testament, and I just want to reach through and select some of these people. But I mean, they, the they, they, they were firsthand witnesses, not not having written about his miracles in the past. These were people that firsthand witnessed him parting the Red Sea. And they still didn't have faith. <laughs> they still didn't listen. <laughs> they still complained. Yes. They wanted, like, they wanted to go back to slavery so they could get meat. Yeah. And, I mean, even even his disciples would see him do these things and then still not understand. I I'm gonna reach the bottom. It's like these people. You were first-hand person there, and you still didn't get it. Yeah, I. I <laughs> but but you know, it's funny because you would have thought by now that we would have learned those lessons. Nope. But we're still running into the same walls because we're focused. We 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 focus too much on ourselves. Pride. Pride. We need. We focus too much on how am I going to get through this day? How am I going to get that next race? How am I going to pay for that next thing? And all that is completely pointless. Yeah, it really is. Can't take none of it with you. 
you know. I'm absolutely convinced I was put on this earth to do two things. Follow the Lord and be a good father to my kids. You know, people wonder what's my purpose in life. I figure that out. Mine's to pay attention, listen to him, pass on his word, and be the best dad I can be. No doubt, man. Nothing else, nothing else matters. Everything else is optional. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And even when you're being obedient, you can still backslide. Uh-huh. Because, I, I, you know, we're no, human. We all make mistakes. We do. And I, I, I you know, I'm in seminary. I'm in my third year. I'm still in my third year. I should have been done by now. Uh, but I'm still in my third year, you know, because I do backslide. And... You know, one of the things you said earlier, too, that kind of made me like you start your day, you know, tithing is not just money, even though the Bible is pretty specific about give it, yeah, giving give up your it first. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, sometimes, you know, we should because we should be worshiping every day, we should be worshiping him in a way that glorifies his name and not our own. But, you know, I try to carve time out every morning for prayer. And something, whether I'm reading The Utmost or I'm listening to one of the guys I listen to, like Alistair Begg or um, right. stuff Give like that. Give him time. Yeah. Sometimes it's just time that we need. You know, I told my mother, my mother's Catholic. I, I was raised Catholic. Um, and I was trying to explain to my mother that she had a relationship. And I said, how do, how do you have a relationship with one of your friends when we spend time together? Okay. So, what do you do every morning when you wake up? Well, I'm in the Bible. That's right. You're spending time in the Word. Yep. And what do you do before you go to bed every night? Well, I read my Bible. You're spending more time in the mm -hmm. Word. So you have a relationship with the one true living God who gave us his Word as him. Was it? Was that? I don't even know what scripture it is. Uh, I think it's in John, 1 John, maybe. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was beautiful. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So if you spend time in the book every day, you're spending time with God. You're building that relationship, that friendship, you know. And sometimes we do stuff to, be, to get out of communion with him, but we're never out of a relationship with him, you know. And I think that's a big thing that people maybe, maybe you struggle with, well, I, you know, I've done this and I've done that. He doesn't care. He's not keeping notes. Some of the, I mean, he made use out of some some of the people in the Bible that he made the best use out of were some of the absolute worst before he touched them. Paul. Paul. Exactly. <laughs> Paul. Saul, Saul that became Paul Yeah, is a good example. I mean, this is a man that before, you know, Christ showed himself to him, he was, he went from literally on his way to persecute, kill, and imprison people to turning a complete 180 around and being one of the strongest disciples of them all. Absolutely. There's many examples in the Bible of him taking someone that was, you know, considered low in society, and maybe they were low as a person until they, until they came to, you know, know him it doesn't matter what you've done it matters what you're about to do yeah that's absolutely true i think we lose track of that so often what do you think not who you are but whose you are 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Absolutely. So what is on the horizon for Daily Devotional? Do you have plans for it? Do you plan to expand it? For now, I'm going to keep on keeping on. I mean, if there's, you know, some other social media platform comes down the pipe that, you know, I think I can use and I'll do that too. Like I said, I started out on just a Facebook page and realized, hold it, there are people that aren't on this. So let's go to this platform or that platform, send out via this method. I mean, if you got carrier pigeon and you want the messages via that way, send them my way. I'll print <laughs> something out and send them back. You know, I'll send the message out any possible way I can. Absolutely. You know, that's, you know, you know, God gave me the ability to, you know, support, manipulate, use, and create technology. So I'm going to use that ability to the best of my ability to spread his word in way I know how. I'm, you know, I'm never going to be someone that gets up in front of the pulpit on Sunday. But I will send that out via my own means in the best way I can. Yeah. It's like a white, someone, every now and then I'll get someone that tells me, you know, Thank you for sending this. I really needed this. And one phrase, once in a while, I'll get someone that will refer to me as pastor or preacher. And I'm like, no. Like a wise pastor once told me, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. <laughs> and y'all know who that came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the ground, there is, you know, like he says, the ground, the, the ground's level at the foot of the cross. Sure I'm is. just one person that needs his word, giving that to someone else that needs his word. Yeah, I. Uh, but isn't it so beautiful, man, when you share the word, and and it's I had a mentor that explained to me very very clearly that just because I share it doesn't mean I'm ever gonna see the. So I sow the seed, mm -hmm. but I may never ever even know whether it it's been or not. harvested or not right mm -hmm. you may be the one that god puts it on your heart to water it to care for it and to harvest it but more than likely you're not going to know you're going to spread the seed and you're going to keep on going mm -hmm. yeah and that is to me that's huge because we're not going to know till we get to heaven and some random person is going to be like hey you know that one time you said something. I don't know if we're gonna if we have that kind of relationship because, honestly, I think I when know. I when I get there, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to take my eyes off of Christ. I don't know if that's. I joke around all the time mm -hmm. and say I want to go take Paul's ten thousand year, uh, right. you know, class on, you know, whatever. But we I, don't know what it'll be. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get past being in the presence of our Creator. To do anything else, but but I believe that God is going to let us know those things because it says that we're going to know each other. Yeah. And if we're going to know each other, it's going to be a different relationship. So as much as I love my wife, we're not going to have a husband and wife relationship mm -hmm. in heaven. Yeah, I know they're, that. They're, yeah, it, it specifically states that. Yeah. There was a scripture, I forget the scripture, where one of the priests was asking him, okay, you know, you know, this woman ha had a husband. He died. She took another. He died. You know, there were like seven husbands. And when we get to heaven, which 
who who's going to be your spouse? He's like, this won't exist in heaven. Right. You will all be together. You will know each other, but this this will not exist because the only, only relationship that will matter there is the one that should matter here, God and us. Yeah. That's that's the end, the beginning and the end. That's we're the church. Yeah. We are the body. We're the uh, the was it the bride? What do they call the bride? We're the bride. He's the yeah. groom. He's the groom, and we're the bride. And so, um, that, there's not room for that. But you just never know. Connie tells me all the time because you know I came from a pretty. I wasn't as bad as my dad. My dad was the only person I ever knew that could do an entire paragraph with like three words that were not profane. The rest of the paragraph was all profane. Right. Uh, and then he followed it up with what the good Lord, I love the good Lord, you know, and, and right. dad knew God. He, he knew him really towards the end before he got really, really sick. Uh, and he prayed to receive Christ uh, because of Pastor Butch. And um, you just, I lost my whole thing. It just went out the window. <laughs> Squirrel. Oh, look, a bird. <laughs> but uh, now I think that everything really goes back to obedience it absolutely does and, and absolutely have to be obedient to the word and you may not always know how to be obedient but you figure it out as you go you'll when you when you mess up you may not realize it when you do but i guarantee you shortly thereafter you're going to go that and that's when you have to say lord i screwed up i you know i didn't do this or i did do that Forgive me and help me learn from it. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing that I know when you do, um, do you do any kind of giveaways? Do you do anything to uh, get support for your podcast or your your daily, rather? Uh, no, it's pretty much I send it out. I put the message in the bottle, chunk it, and go until I send out the next one. What's the best response you've ever gotten from one of your messages? I don't remember specifics, but I will occasionally get a a comment or an email or a PM back that said, hey, you know, I was at a low point and I really needed to hear this today. It made a difference. Thank you. And I'll get those occasionally. And it it's always worth it. I will always reply, acknowledge. I'm glad that helped. Thank you for the comment, you know, and go on. I mean, that's just the best I can do. I'm throw it out there and, you know, no, that's pretty awesome. I know that uh, when people ask for a Bible, we've done stuff in live. Well, I think we were at Pecan Fest last year and some guy said, is this kind of a church? <laughs> well, I know, but I'll give you a Bible if you need one. And he right. did. He asked me for a Bible. And so, um, and then I've had several people that have come by. I think last year we had a, a young lady and her boyfriend that came, and I think she was studying to be a um, therapist. I think. Uh, oh, remember for um, for the VA actually. Yeah. And and she asked me for one of the PTSD books uh, that we had, and so uh, those things are really that's God's way. I think of telling you, you're exactly where I want you. Yeah, I told you to do this, and because we're human, we need affirmation, and, right? And that's how God affirms us. I believe. I don't. I don't think it's a coincidence at all, though. Is that since I started this journey and started sharing that word out, my 
you know, I've become more patient. I originally made my mistake back when I did due to a short temper, but I've become more patient, more tolerant. Well, except it's, <laughs> except it's stupid. I still got more tolerance. It's stupid. But my reward has been God has helped me to become a better man. And because that I've seen the blessings in my life, I've seen that next job opportunity to raise, or I've seen this next door to this opportunity open. And it's not, a, I do not believe it's a coincidence that all those blessings and all those opportunities to better myself, my family's life have come since I started taking in God's word, taking it into myself and doing my best to put it back out. These things don't get other folks. They, they, those two sections in life don't happen at the same time by coincidence. Right. He's like, okay, you're listening. All right, now let's keep you on the right track. Don't mistake any of this. If you're listening, please do not mistake any of this with just because we share the gospel that we don't do anything wrong. Because yeah. Oh, I, I make plenty of mistakes. <laughs> Trust that, me. Ask my wife. Things don't. Are that things that are always going to go right? They don't always go right. You are going to have, you know, you're going to have things that go wrong. You're going to have an argument with this loved one or that friend or this loved one or things that don't go right at work. But the difference is, before I begin this journey, if that thing didn't go right, that would absolutely set me off. It would anger me. It would frustrate me. <laughs> she, she, now we, were, we must have been brothers from the same mother in a past life. Because... Maybe, but since I think that's one of the one of the greatest gifts I've taken away from studying the Bible is literally it's a cliche, it's overdone, but literally don't worry, be happy. But instead, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, have faith. That's right. When things go wrong nowadays, I don't get angry. I don't get frustrated. I simply go, okay, this didn't go right. God has a reason for that having not gone right. And if I shut up and listen, he's going to show me the way to get through yeah. this, past this, over it, around it. And it's going, no matter what goes wrong, my mindset is everything's going to work out right in the end because that's what he intends on. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It always does. It always does. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, things will go wrong and people will be like, why aren't you, do you not care? Or, you know, why aren't you worried about this or that? I don't worry. I, I replace worry with faith. And it's made me more peaceful. I do, uh, you know, I'm much slower to anger if, you know, I'll be the first one if one of my kids just is not listening they drive me to that point of having to raise my voice, which is hard to do. I do my best not to go there. But I guarantee you, when it's said and done, I'm usually going back to them and going, look, I'm sorry I yelled. I shouldn't have. I didn't mean to. You know, let's work through this. And it's given me that peace. Play, you know, said, don't worry, be happy. It really is. Don't worry, have faith. Mm -hmm. If you can do that in distress, the worry, the frustration, the anger, they go right out the door. That's right. You're absolutely so, right. I don't remember how you two met. I'm trying to remember. Because of you. 
the yes the the my, my Connie well, or your I, Connie. I worked with your Connie, but uh, how did y'all meet? I honestly don't remember. I don't really remember. I don't, I don't remember I was, how we got introduced. It's, I don't know. Because I was <laughs> what on your daily devotional. Because mm -hmm. Connie told me about it. But I don't remember anything after that. I don't, I don't either. I don't know. It had it, to have been. I don't know. It had to have been a function or something where we were all together because. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know what happened there. That's bizarre. You know, it'll probably come to one of us later. later it will. I, I, I don't really know. I don't um, remember either. So when I first surrendered or I was, I don't remember if I was already surrendered or close to it. Um, one of one of my mentors, Will Davis, who was at our church, uh, he was my Sunday school teacher and him and his son came over to shoot pigs one day or whatever. And, and they came to the house. I was, you know, we we're going over the king camera or whatever, whatever it was, we were in the house. And, um, I was telling him, I said, you know, I, I just got out of this organization where I put these big events together for thousands of people, food, money, everything. Right. I knew how to do it. I knew how to get people to go. Let's do all this and go. I said, but I couldn't walk across the street and tell somebody about my faith because I don't know how. And that was the first time I ever saw Will like preach. Mm -hmm. He was out almost walking out the door and he stopped, he turned, and then he just went on for another 30 minutes explaining to me how you have everything you need. All you have to do is tell people what God's done in your life and God will do the rest of it. Yep. So coming from your background that you've been doing the daily devotional for a long time, what advice would you give somebody that says, Hey, Chris, I love the fact that you're putting all this stuff out. I would like to do something. I don't know what, but how do I even get started? What would your advice be to that individual? Don't worry about how it's going to look. Don't worry about, am I going to mumble? Am I going to, how it's going to look on camera? I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't, I've never ever gone back and watched. The closest I get to going back and watch one of my videos is every day. Cause I've had various microphone issues sometimes on devices. So after I record a video, I will play it back and then jump ahead 30 seconds a minute at a time just to make sure the audio works that day. But I don't go back and watch my own. I've never been a fan of how I sound when I actually hear myself on video. But the bottom line is if God's given you the calling or the motivation to share the word, share that out in whatever manner you're most comfortable with. When I first started making the videos, it wasn't, and I started it because I realized a lot of people, I may, may not take the time to read the text, but they may listen to that video. They mm -hmm. may, they may not have time to sit there and read that Facebook post, but a video that they can hit play on, even if they go do something else while they listen to it, or a YouTube video that they can go save and play back later that's going to give them more opportunities to hear that word. So if God's given you the calling, if you realize I need to share this, 
you don't have to put yourself on video. You share it in whatever manner you're comfortable with. Maybe it's you, you know, go find a scripture that meant something to you. And I, I know for a fact, because I do it every day, you can take any scripture, put it in a Google search, click images and find images for whatever that scripture is. Even if you do nothing more than to take that picture with the scripture in it and share it with someone who's, hey, look at this, read this. If God has given you that calling to share that word out, share it out. It doesn't matter how you share it out. Listen to him and share it out in whatever manner you are most comfortable with. Whatever manner you can then turn around and duplicate the easiest. For me, when I had that calling, I wasn't comfortable when I first started, I wouldn't have been comfortable, you know, sitting and reading it to someone, but I sent out via, you know, just raw text, no face, no nothing to it. And they realized, okay, it's, if I send this out via this other way, more people are going to see it. Okay. Now, if I go send it out on this this channel, more people will see it. If I send it over here, more people will see it. Just listen to him. Don't don't question his calling. <laughs> if he tells you to share the word, share the word. It's funny because any I'm, way you can, it doesn't matter. I'm a ham. Give me a microphone and a camera, and I'm there. You know, I like to talk to people. I like to get in front of people and talk. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know if I like to hear my my own voice, but I don't. <laughs> when it comes to to talk, like I got to finally, you know, my pastor asked me to do my uh, testimony and I was tickled because I got to tell everybody what God has done in my life. Yeah. And, and even though, yes, it's a little, I feel like it's a little selfish because, you know, Connie reminds me a lot that I'm kind of a ham and, and I need to tone it down. But, no, no, but I just, you do you boo boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, God gave me that for a reason. It's up to you I to use it. I still don't know what it's for. I still am uncertain what that, you know, it's the and gift it of gab is what it is. That's what we call it. You know, it works. I mean, he's, he's yeah. giving you that and you're using it now. You use it when you're talking about it. I mean, that's the whole reason why he put you in the position to have the coffee business is that puts you in front of more people than you would otherwise. Yeah. It gives you more chance to share. Just like he's given me more chances to share in the way that suits me best. Yeah, absolutely. goes back to that Steve Harvey thing. He gives every single one of us a gift. We have to use it. Yep. And uh, this one here has got a really incredible gift. She uses it sometimes, but she's going to blow that off. But if you ever get a chance to hear Connie we're saying, we're going to listen to her Sorry. saying. <laughs> But it's not, but it's, you know, it's beautiful when it happens. And uh, and you just really, you know, have to be so ready to let go. Rich Mullins says, you know, we're trying to hang on for dear life down here. But maybe what God wants us to do is to let go for dear life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? I don't want anything that I'm going to hang on to is because he's... I'm not trying to reach up and grab onto it, but it's because he's put it in my arms and went, okay, I'm going to hold on to this as tight as I can. Right. 
He gives yeah. us stewardship over things, and we're supposed to be good stewards. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. We're supposed to be good stewards of the things that he does give us. And that includes our talents and our, you know, he makes all of us different people for a reasons to get, to reach other people right. that maybe don't relate to you or don't relate to you or don't relate to me. That's why he uses so many different people to share his word. Because there's always someone out there that's willing to share the word with you. I guarantee. Yeah. You may not know it. They may not know it. Right. But he will put you and them together in the right way at the right time. Yeah. It's up to both you to shut up and listen to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because I never understood, um, like, we started helping Ashley a little bit when we first started this. And um, we donated some money when we could. And it, it did things over. He used that money for things to build a church. You know, we didn't finance it. We helped. Right. We were just a little piece right. of that cog, you know, that makes that whole thing work. But, you know, I just got off the phone with him earlier and he's going to, he's working on a baptismal this week and, and he's doing a dental clinic tomorrow and all those things like Connie always says, you never know what your action is going to do. You never know what's going to come out of your mouth that somebody's going to hear or whatever action you don't do in case my mm-hmm. case, you know, cause I, I still am learning not to be the coarse person that I was, but you just never know what that little single act of kindness or that little donation that you make or that little, you know, kind word that you say to somebody, you have no idea how God's going to return that. It will come back to you though. His word will never come back empty. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. Uh, I just want to shout out to my brother, Vin. Uh, he's, he just tuned in and, uh, there's just a whole bunch of people that have been, you know, they're tuning in to watch and I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Chris is, like I said at the beginning of the show, Chris was instrumental in our revelation, which is our... I challenged him. <laughs> he did. I, I was like, I was drinking the other brand I was drinking at the time. Originally, when I started... You can say it. It's Nah, I, I don't want to give him That <laughs> They take a turn for the worst, so we're not going to go there. But it was a very... Highly caffeinated blend, and honestly, the quality went down over the couple of years I was drinking it. And then when I found out he was starting this coffee company, I'm like, look, just make something this highly caffeinated or greater. And I've been going through three pounds a month of this man's revelation for, <laughs> I've lost track of, well, ever since there's been a revelation. <laughs> and, and actually, Chris named the coffee because... It's like the hand he, of God. He had, <laughs> he had to drink a lot of the stuff that didn't make the cut. And so once we finally got the one that was caffeinated enough, uh, and I will tell you, when you, if you just if you order Revelation, don't expect to get a really dark, oily coffee because no. you're not going to get that. And yeah. that's that's the problem. I've tried. I've had a couple of people try it, and so many people think that a strong coffee has to be this really dark, bitter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Cheap coffee is bitter and dark when it's strong. This is, it's, if you hadn't had Revelation, it's got a very light kind of a mesquite flavor to it. It's a very light 
I don't really know how to nutty. Yeah, nutty. It kind of smells like peanut butter, but when you get it in the bag. But I guarantee you a a cup or two in the morning and cups vary. <laughs> my, my personally, my cup is a twenty four ounce tumbler of Revelation in the morning. Trust me, you will be awake. <laughs> no doubt. Um, and just so you know that the pods, we are going to move towards carrying other coffees that we have, like the medium roast. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just ordered uh, labels for medium. Um, and so, but we're the launch is just Seguin Pecan. And then once we get past the launch and, and see how ideal, because right now we're manually filling all the pods. Right. Um, and so once we get past the initial hit of what I'm looking at, then we're going to add the medium and then we'll add the, the I'm going to tell you right now, if you're holding out for the, for the dark roast, it's going to be a while because, uh, the same problem that my, that, that, you know, Ashley, that I get my coffee from, uh, same problem he has is to be able to stuff enough dark roast, uh, in the pod to make it taste like dark roast. Right. And I've been told by a lot of people that they don't care if there's a little bit off on the coffee. It's the convenience thereafter, and I, I can appreciate that. But but this man's not going to sacrifice his quality. That's so right. Just wait. That's right. Tell you what you do if you're if you're a fan of using the pods, do what I do. Go on Amazon. You can get the reusable pods. Yes. The disposable filters. Buy three or four pounds of his stuff and just fill up your own pods every morning. That's what I do. So I go through, I've got the reusable filters. I put, well, more coffee in a pod than he does. I put two tablespoons into <laughs> a pod that I then use eight ounces of water with. So trust me, just get the, just, until he gets the pods and the flavor you want, just go on Amazon, get your refillable pods, you know, get your, I think I buy a pack of 600 filters for like 15 bucks so make your own pods just buy more coffee <laughs> yeah buy more coffee we like that uh final thought it really comes down to the simple truth of listen to the lord spend do your best to spend he says in there, spend the first part of your day with him. I know one particular individual that they literally spend the first part of their day by getting up and having Bible study at one in the morning. I can't do that. However, in my case, I get up maybe an extra hour earlier than I need to. And I get up, I go in, I make my pot of coffee, I make my tumbler coffee. I go into my home office, I open up the commentary or Bible study I'm using, I open up the appropriate section of scripture. I talk to the Lord and that's how I spend the first hour of my day is making my coffee and then spending time in prayer in the word. That's how I start my day. You don't have to try to work it into your existing day. Maybe get up a little later. If you can't get up that early, then maybe after everyone else goes to bed, Spend half an hour, 15 minutes, but spend the time in his word. Spend some quiet time where it's just you and the Lord. He will talk to you. It's up to you to listen. It's like, you know, we're, we're the kids. I can tell my kids everything they need to know, but if they don't listen 
and internalize it. It's like I'm the person on the, the teacher on Charlie Brown. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> God's always talking to you. It's yes. up to you to go from nah, 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 to gotcha. I'm listening. Listen to him. Spend time in his word. If you feel compelled to share his word, share it however you're comfortable with. You don't Absolutely. have to get up and be a pastor, be a preacher. You don't have to go pound the streets. If you're comfortable with it and he's called you to do it, go for it. If it's as simple as copying and pasting a verse that really meant something to you and sending that out in email to, you know, family or friends, do that. Just listen to him. Don't worry. Have faith. And everything will work out. That's awesome. What about you? What, what is your thought? Final thought for well, the like, conversation. Sometimes it's daunting to to think about sharing. I I'm a I'm an introvert, um, but Jr. used to do something um, when we would go out to eat. He would leave the tip in cash so that he could write scripture on the bills that's a good idea and he would try to write something a, a scripture that might pertain to that person and he, you know he didn't sit there and dwell on it or anything like that but um i think that's a pretty easy way um to share the word. The introvert can do that easily. So there's really no excuse. There's always a way to share. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, my, my final thought on this particular subject would be be obedient when God calls you. Listen. Because I ran the other direction for a very long time. And I struggled. We struggled. And it wasn't until I surrendered completely. Um that God blessed us in a way that we don't want to strangle each other anymore, right. which is really good because I'm, you know, she's a lighter sleeper than I am. And so 20 uh, bucks are hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, but you know, it's just, just be obedient to what God's calling you to do. Just listen. Um, you just don't know. And, you know, like Connie's always telling me, you just don't know what's going to come out of your mouth or what little random act of kindness that you do, or you get in a situation with somebody and you keep your stinking mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And that person turns around and says, wow, that I know that goes different. Ephesians 426. I read it every morning when I'm throwing blank on at this point, but basically what it says is, you know, don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Let everything that comes out of your mouth be for the betterment. I can't control what's going to happen to me. I can't control what's going to happen five minutes from now when I walk out the door. But I can control what comes out of my mouth. There was a time where I couldn't do that. Or if I did, I I could control it, but it, I, I didn't make good choices. Listen, I'm still fighting with that. So pray for me about that. But, you can control that. You can control what you say yes, to someone else. We can. Well, I make it for the better. My, I think the scripture that says they'll know we are Christians by our love, right? 
Yeah. When people look at you, do, can they see that? Mm. I hope. <laughs> a friend of mine is uh, Jim Norman. He, he posted something the other day, <coughs> and it says something like that. It says, uh, live your life in a way that people who don't know Jesus want to know Jesus because of how you're living. Mm. And, and man, that says it all, you know, yeah. if we can live that life to the point where people are like, listen, I, I don't know who this guy is, but I want to know. Right. You know, that, I think that's how, great... how is, how is he so happy? How's he always at peace? Right. Yeah. It's not a secret. Yeah. And uh, one last thing that I'm going to ask uh, for those of you who are prayer warriors, I ask you to add a couple of people. Marty Martinez, my coach, he's been really sick lately. Um, Elaine Castillo, she's one of my classmates from kindergarten or something like that. She's uh, trying to get a liver transplant. Uh, and then uh, a really good friend of mine that I just found out today, Rich LaFranchise. Is he okay with you sharing? He's got some issues. I, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to ask for prayer. Um, Rich, if you would, uh, I mean, if prayer words, if y'all would pray for my friends, uh, that God heal them in a way that only God can do. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I can't, we're not going to get into that because we could do an entire podcast on prayer, but people always say, oh, well, the, the least I can do is pray. No, the best thing See, that you, you can, can do, do is- for anybody is pray. And I will say this, if anyone wants to, if you go on the website, there is a post, there's a place at the top of the site where you can click that says prayer request. Send a comment there. I will be happy to add you to my daily prayers and ask others to do the same. So if you can do it as anonymously as going on and making a comment on a on a site, if you've got something known in your heart that you want a prayer request for. That's awesome. And if you need a Bible, reach out. Come see us at a live event. We'll be happy to give you one there. Um, you, I just can't stress enough. If you can't make one of his live events, hit me up somewhere and I'll relay the message. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Joshua 1 and 9 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. And that means that no matter what happens in your life, no matter if your family turns their phones off, if your buddies turn their phones off, God is always, always, always there with us. He will never leave us. So just keep that in mind and, and know that we're here. And you can reach out. If it's not us, reach out to somebody if you need to talk to somebody. Reach out, reach out any way you can to anyone you, you know. Oh, and spoiler, you can talk straight to him. He listens. <laughs> yeah. Now, he doesn't always give you the answer you want, and he doesn't always give you the answer you want in the time you want, but he will always listen. Absolutely. Like someone once said, does God answer every prayer? Yes. Sometimes that answer is no or not yet, or <laughs> I've got something else in mind, but he'll always listen. And he'll, he's always going to answer just on his terms, not yours. Oh, and for my machismo brothers, just know sometimes he answers it through your wife. Uh-huh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing yes. that out there because yeah. I know it's true. What is the time for the Kingsbury fly-in tomorrow? The yeah. Kingsbury fly-in, I believe, is uh, 9 to 3 tomorrow. Um, and it's in um, it's at the old Kingsbury Aerodrome. And when we finish, I'll put some stuff in the comments. Uh, I've got to put all his social media links in the show notes. Um, yeah, because I screwed up and forgot to send him to her until I walked <laughs> in the building. That's on me. Let me look this up real quick just to make sure. If you've never been out to the Kingsbury Fly-In, it's really neat. They have um, people dressed in period clothes, and they do uh, reenactments, um, lots of vehicles, um, airplanes, classic cars, um Yes. Really, really cool. Starts at 9 a.m. And I think last November, uh, May when we went, they had over 300 entries in the car show. Yeah. Uh, and nice. there was probably more than 200. I think there was over 200 airplanes. These are people who own their own planes from all over the country. But they're historic. Some of them are. Some of them are like the one guy from, I think he was from South Carolina or somewhere. He had an acrobat. Air, airplane that he does you know stunts and things yeah and there's people that have old cessnas there's people that have old world war ii biplanes yeah airplanes military airplanes that mm -hmm. they own uh and then of course the place itself the aerodrome they're a they're a museum and so they have these tri tri wing or bi biplanes and they even have uh one that's got three wings um and they've flown it um, cool. You know, depending on weather and all that. And so it, it's a really neat, neat deal. And all the proceeds go to the keeping the museum open. And there's usually food trucks and. Um, and there's like a good time. Uh -huh. yeah. I know there's going to be good coffee there regardless. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Um, thank you, Chris, for showing up. Thank you for thank having you, me. sweetheart, for being my co-host. Uh, Connie's usually a lot clever, more clever than I am with questioning and stuff, but I've known Chris and we are on the same wavelength. And Even so, though you still don't know how you met. We don't know how we met, but we're on we, the we same. We just don't remember it. I mean, yeah, God you know, put us on the same page. gets to at some point. <laughs> but, uh, and then I've got some stuff coming in too uh, that we'll be sharing. You know, uh, we've got a lot going on right now. God is just blessing us. And, you know, I my close circle knows that I'm stressed out because I'm pulled to a full-time job and a full-time business. But there's a reason for it. I don't know what it is. God's going to eventually. He'll get you there. Yeah, eventually I'll figure it out or God will show it to me. Uh, but I'm just very grateful that he's given me stewardship over things. Um, and if he's given you stewardship over something, take care of it more than anything else in the world. Because uh, I used to tell people all the time that the most important thing is God. And people say, man, you better not let your wife see this post. I'm like, well, <clears throat> my wife loves the Lord more than she does me. And that's how it's supposed to be. Right. We're supposed because the closer we get to God, everything else just comes in. Mm -hmm. So treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness and respect. And we'll see you next Friday at 1900 for God Country Coffee. Until then, Bye, God folks. bless.